but there's grace as he asks these questions. So, if you at one point had a teacher or a parent or something who berated you with questions that made you feel super stupid, that's probably not the intention of God here. The intention is for Job to lift his face and to see how powerful God is. Now I'll just get a little more. But let's, let's go through it. Um, um, yeah, so shall the fault find that contend with the Almighty? Will you even put me in the wrong? Will you connect me that you may be right? If you remember two weeks ago, these were actually some of the questions that Ellen, who also was trying to get Joe to think about. And maybe another, another, another thing about asking questions and then, oh, another, another, another thing about asking questions for God, or asking God's questions or coming to God with complaints. We see in Psalms and Job that it's not illegal to come with the complaints. No, what happens is that when, when our when our, and that's all the way when we had the problem with Job, when, 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 when our questions become twisted to be accusations against God, then we have to watch out. Because then we're showing in our accusations that we don't trust God. We don't believe He's good. And it twists it to say, God, I know what makes me better than you. God would disagree. Um, because when the psalmist or anybody else and us, we come humbly before God and says, okay, God, I don't understand what's going on. You help me out. He's never going to ask that for God. But maybe if we come with a hot attitude that God, I know so much better than you. You should just do this and this and this and everything to be a lot better. God will be, and who are you? Okay. Um, and actually, to start with my real introduction, I don't know if you can see this. Um, I was watching TV, and there's this a program called uh, The Deadliest Hatch. So, this is in, in the Bering Sea, and those waves are like six meters high. And so, even from a guy who probably would not say he's a believer in anything, he said in the program, I know there's people, you know, people on land that say they don't believe in any higher power, but out here, you stop believing in God. And why, why is that? Well, that's the obvious, that's the opposite of Myers, what Myers was talking about last week, about the comics um, showing God. So this is God's wild, crazy, untamed nature where men stand back and thank the Lord I'm not working there. But on the ships where there's six feet away, smashing in over, you can just be taken out into the, it's a very, it's freezing water. That man humbly said, no, 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 I know what people say, but I know, because I've experienced, there is a God. And I think that's some of the, that's some of the things that we're encountering with here also, Job. And what finds us the, the chapters from last week where God, Shows like God, this is all the things I created. 
how these things work. And so I just have to read one time the 38 verses that we're going to look for. God uh, becomes, who is this that God gets counseled by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you your way to This is such an interesting invitation. Uh, Job here gets what he ever wanted. He was afraid of it too, but he gets what he wanted. He's, uh, at some point, he's like, really, okay, God, if you just show up, you know, I have my files folder, I'll explain to you why these things are unjust, and I can have my day in court, and I can stand it. And a lot of times, he's very afraid of God, and he knows he can't do it. God says, hey, stand up like a man and present your case. Now all I'm going to ask you questions. And then in 40 he says, Shall the fault finder contend with the Almighty? Who argues? Who argues with God? Let him answer. Hello, Mr. Joe. I'm here now. You find fault with who I am. Now you are going to answer my questions. Well, how does he answer it? And Job said, Job answered the Lord, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer? I laid my hand on the mountain. I have spoken once, I have not answered twice. But I will refute no more. Job is highly overwhelmed with the whole thing. And he knows he can't explain all creation. He knows that, okay, what I wanted, Understand, but now I'm also in all fear of this guy. I'm like, but it's something we don't see, and we have to wait for it. He doesn't say he's wrong, Joe. But for us here at this point, can you feel the challenge? Because maybe as, as, as you, maybe as I, as you, we would never say this, but sometimes we do think we know, know better than that. We do doubt how that works. We, we sometimes say, well, you know, if you want to just done it this way, this way, this way, this way, um, things would have turned out better. The interesting thing is like, but what if we were confronted like this? What if the Almighty would be there? And say to Christian, okay, 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 okay. If you thought in this situation, I should have done this. Alright. Yeah. And then you can take any question from the book of Job. How did this plan come to you? Where is the donkeys that give birth? Do you know where they are? And you set up the stars of the heaven. Then why is it that you think you can tell me how I should do things even in your life? And I know that's not maybe that's not something we think about all the time, but maybe that's actually good to think about when we think God is late or he's not doing what he should be doing or he should be doing something else. It comes down. It comes down to the same thing as we talked about before. It comes down to, hey, Christian, hey, my name is Tyler. Catch yourself in this. You know what? I love you. I know you. But you have never 
And you know where Mary is compared to me. And you are not God. And you are not Almighty. There was one time, there was a, there was a Danish, uh, there was a Danish, uh, I was just reminded, there was a Danish singer who wrote a song and he, he came later by the game of Believer. He, he wrote this song and he ends with, and he gets a letter in the mail. And he opens the letter and says, and says I don't need your help today, guys. Like, uh, just, just the notion that maybe sometimes uh, we, we want to, our mission is to do what God wants us to do, not just to look at what we can. Well, if you have that kind of power, I would like you to adorn yourself with majesty and dignity, clothe yourself with glory and splendor, pour out overflow of your anger, and look on everyone who is proud and basic. 
Look on everyone who is proud, bringing low. Tread the wicked where they stand. Hide them all in the dust. Bind their faces in the world below. Then I will acknowledge to you that you're all right and safe. God said, Okay, Mr. Joe, put on glory and majesty and splendor. Pour out anger on all the evil people that you would complain about. Punish them. Pour out pure justice. Pour them down. Destroy the wicked. Send them to death. Do people accuse me of being unjust? And suggest that you can run the world better. Let us see if you can. Can you judge rightly? Can you punish the wicked? Can you bring them to death? And God says, I will acknowledge that you can save yourself. This is rhetorical. But God knows that there's no way Joe can do this. That's why God actually shows up and talks to Joe. Because Joe needs to save him from God to God. The Savior is not Joe. And you and me and I are not our own sinners. We're not our own creators. We're, we're not our own judge. We're not the judge of the world. We don't have the power that we sometimes wish we had. Oh, that person deserves this and this. I'm not the one, you're not the one who knows everything. Because the wisdom is from God. Then God talks about two amazing animals. This is just because I think this is one of the most fascinating animals in the world. Because they can spray like the the uh, the bomb of their needles. If you look up YouTube, you can like breathe fire out of gas. It's fantastic. Um, that's detour, but <laughs> that's the point. Guys, I'm talking about these two amazing creatures, the bellows and the lion. So I'm just going to give you a quick overview and not go into the detail. I'm going to talk about why God talks about them. You, it's a lot of fun, a uh, great exercise to read through the chapters and try to find out what creatures are they. I can give you some articles and stuff, but just that alone would probably take an hour to explain all that. So we're going to skip that and we'll talk about why I present these two amazing animals. And I have to say, it's easy to get lost in there, that's But God presents these animals and his power. They are super scary to all men. All men are scared to their pants to these animals. But God's not scared. God's way bigger than anything in creation. But Joe is not. Early on in, in, in that book, we've explored some of these animals, not these particular ones, but uh, references to the divine and nothings. And there they, they symbolize chaos and old, uncontrolled power. God is here saying again, there's nothing out of my control and out of my power. But Joe, you're so afraid of these animals. 
Joe, we did not bring order on camps. I can't explain creation. I can't enforce justice on the wicked. You are not God. You can't even enjoy my creations without being afraid. You don't have skill or power to make the wicked obey you. Can you see what this is going to? Or can we? Can I? Can we see where this is going? That in all of grumbling and grumbling, our own sense of justice or wrath, what do we accomplish? Our view is so limited. And we can't, like Joe, we can't explain it, and we don't have the power to complete justice. And what do we get out of complaining to God, thinking we know better? I'm just thinking about it, how arrogant. How arrogant. And we sometimes say to God, you should have done it this way, or I think you should do it this way. I think we're just blind to it. That we don't see that. What does that mean about God then? Is it just a mean, mean, mean God who just wants to have people suffer for no reason? Which we know is not true. But suffering does do something. I was talking about the next to bring us closer to God sometimes. But here we're going to go a little bit of a different What's our relationship to the creature? Isaiah writes, Woe to him who strives with him, who forms him, a pot among earthly pots. Does the clay say to him in the what are you making? Or your work has no hand on Woe to him who says to the father, what are you beginning? Or to the woman, with what are you later? God showed us the absurdity that his creation, us, would question his choices about how he creates, how he creates us. He falls up with these two, two examples where the question in our audience going to a prayer point, what are you getting? Uh, it's a baby. The absurdity that we don't have the ability to tell God how we should run the world. When we don't have any kind of power or know how God makes everything work. But it seems what one of the main complaints people have against God today is like, why do you make me this way? Why do you make me this way? Why do I have to satisfy the next before I got married? Why do you make me this way? Why do you make me stingy when you when you want me to be generous? Why do I have a tendency to drink or overeat? Why do you make me this way? Why do you make me with this feeling? Why do you do this and this and this and this? God, why? It's your fault not this way. seems like a very common complaint and even a reason to be gentle and godless that we're made in a certain way. Why did you make why did you make it black, white, yellow? Why did you get the body that he has? Why did you get the way the best person has? Why did you get the musical skills? All these accusations of how God should have made us or the world. 
I think it's our Shabbat, our Shabbat old Greeks that says, a God is the highest form that you can ever imagine. That also means if you think you know better than God, then you are God. So the good, good challenge to God is it says, I know better. That shows I believe I am God. I know better than the Almighty. And we're actually going to press in high here. And go to Romans 20. I referenced this verse earlier. And this is the verse that makes people uncomfortable. And you can try to listen to it and see if it makes you uncomfortable. Maybe it does. But it makes some people But who are you, old man, to answer back to God? This is a uh, uh, Paul Gordon from Romans, uh, I say. With what his Moses says to his Moses, why did you make me this way? Has the Father no right to pull the clay to make out of the same lump of one vessel for honorable use and one for dishonorable use? What if God decided to show his wrath? To make known his power and endure with much patience, wrestles of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared before him for glory, even though he is called not Jews only, but also Paul's book, Paul is poor. Pointing our attention towards God's sovereignty and almightiness as being a creator. He has right over all creation and he knows what's best. The question is there something that this passage makes you uneasy? Because sometimes it does. Maybe this makes you uneasy because. Ah, but God, does God really have that grace? Can God really create somebody for destruction? Can He really pass over something? We might have questions about, oh, is that the right way to run the world? But could it be on you know, that seven fact that God is made total sovereign over everything? Over what all happens to people, even in salvation, redemption. It's all God. God is almighty. God chooses. Can we handle and can we submit to a God that is God and sovereign everywhere? Or will we make ourselves God, as we talked about before? <laughs> or will we sit, simply make a God of us choice? This is one of the reasons why I actually, this is a side this is one of the reasons why I actually believe in Christianity and know Jesus. It's true. Because nobody will make a, a God like this. This is a God that cannot be persuaded in any way. But it's almighty over all things. He cannot be bribed. 
We cannot be this or that. This is what makes God God. He is sovereign over all. That does not mean that we're not free, that we're free from our moral or spiritual responsibility. Because here the accusation is, well, if God made it this way, then I can't, then I don't have any choice. No, this is not how it works. Because God made you, you're still responsible in every way. You're responsible morally, you're responsible spiritually. You can't be like, well, God made it this way, because everybody wants to obey. I can do it this way. No, you don't you have responsibility, because if God made you in a certain way, you still have to obey and follow Him, to enjoy Him. We know we fall short of that. But we still need to repent of our sins and submit and follow God. We can't be like, oh, God made this way, so I gotta repent. I follow God. We all rebel against our Creator. And, and Paul also says we don't have an excuse. There's no excuse. Because that is a kid to show who he is in Christ. But I see a father. I see a father's father here. This is the story of the whole Bible we see. We don't see the God who like those fighting up people to kill them. We see one who draws hands, who stretches out his hands. And indeed it says to Jose, those who are not my people, I call my people. And those who was not beloved, I call beloved. And in the very place where it was said, you are not my people, here they will be called the sons of the living God. Well, I wanted to teach you to be invited into God's family, but how if we are so fallen? If we believe the lie that we are actually God, or we just live a life where we just act like we are, then how can we redeem, save, justify? We look at Job's answers and response to God. What is Job? Well, here's a quick hand. I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you next time. But what are we going to do? We can't say ourselves that we can. There's a complication that these animals and other things, and some people would say actually that complication that we see in the whole book of truth. The devil is no match for that. Is leashed in to do all we can against God. But we don't stand a chance against the devil. We see that in the forefathers of heaven, we don't take small attention and we rebel against God because we want to be God. But God is not as weak as we are. But He chose to come in weakness to sympathize with us and to save us. Emmanuel, Jesus, God coming to save us. He is all we need. And all of Job and his friends, the true right sacrifice, the mediator to bring our prayers to God. God's 
So what is our response? Well, if we know Jesus, it's great joy and rejoicing. What? Has God really done that? Has He really saved me into His family, even though I've rebelled against Him many times and said I'm better than I am God? Our great response is just great joy that God invites us into His family. It shows almost to give us a humility that when we doubt God, that we may. We'll start out with your mind and then we'll go from there. Before I start accusing you of things I don't know anything about. If you don't know Jesus, this is the day you respond and give your life to him. Because I think at this point in time, you have found out that you are not God. Or if you think you are God, you're a pretty bad one. And you have let yourself down the hundreds of times more than God has. Repent, give your sins to God, the response is there. You can be adopted to His family, have a right view of who God is, have the same great joy of being invited into the family to be able to praise the only true obstacle, the only Almighty, the Lord God of creation, the one who holds everything together. By the word of this promise, for us all, let us praise Him. Amen, Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Lord, I want to thank you for the book of Job. We chose this as a time where we didn't know all this stuff was going to happen. We didn't know many people were going to fall. We didn't know all these things. But we chose to look into the book of Job to see who you are. To understand that even in suffering, as Paul writes, endurance and good character gives us hope. I pray for uh, everyone here, for myself, Lord, as we were seeing to in that we've learned through that you taught us through the book of Job, that you're way more awesome than all I see. And loving and caring. And we are strong. And although you are the creator of the whole universe, you still know each of us intimately. You love us so much. Sometimes we experience pain and failures that we might see even you better to do them. Sometimes you stop us in our business. Sometimes you stop us in our self-righteousness. Sometimes you stop us right in our despair. And you show up and show yourself. Power is good, Holy Spirit. To your praise.